You are listening to an SAFM podcast, 104 to 107 nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial. Now to KZN we go, where the Commission for Gender Equality says that it has found that the rural area of Umzimkulu in KwaZulu-Natal is plagued by high levels of child marriages, gender-based violence, child abuse and neglect, amongst other social ills. Uh, the Commission's KZN Provincial Manager, Zanele Nwane, says that the Commission has been working with the community of Umzimkulu since 2019 after a non-profit organisation alerted it to the case of a 15-year-old who was married off to an older man. Uh, meanwhile, Stats SA has also revealed that South Africa recorded 207 child marriages in 2021, of which 188 were brides and 19 were grooms. Statistics South Africa revealed this to the African Union Special Rapporteur, uh, who is currently in the country, to monitor and evaluate the progress on how South Africa is performing in its campaign to end child marriages. And now for more on this, we're joined on the line by KZN's Provincial Head for the Commission for Gender Equality, uh, Zanele Nwane. Ms. Nwane, thanks for your time. Welcome to Updated Noon. Uh, thank you very much for the opportunity, Sakina. Ms. Nwane, let's start with an overview of the situation in Umzimkulu, uh, specifically with regard to child marriages. Um, just a brief overview, Sakina. This, the, the issue of child marriages is a very difficult one to follow uh, in the sense that it is something that the families will keep will keep as a secret uh, to the outside to the outsiders you will only hear about it especially out normally from the schools the teachers and uh, when you follow it up the family will then let uh, inform you that this is done under the traditional um, uh, rights of of the family but uh, this the area of umzimkulu it's one of the areas which is actually um, an area that is very poor and issues of uh, poverty also uh, uh, makes this challenge even even worse uh, if i may just be brief on that so Ms. Nwane, how are the traditional leaders in the area and uh, the parents as well as broader communities responding to these challenges Number one, Sakina, um, even the fact that we are, we get these these phone calls from NGOs, we we take that number one as a as, as a plus to say there are pockets in the communities, there are pockets of progressive uh, NGOs and some uh, progressive individuals in some of these communities that understands through some of the work that we've been doing and through some of, of the work that NGOs have been doing in terms of uh, uh, raising awareness around the issues of human rights, but most importantly, the issues of young women and girls and the and the rights to the protection. So you will find that when you approach the, uh, the leadership in terms of traditional leadership, the very first um, line of defense will be if there is a, a a child a child that is being married off 
then that is something that is not done under um, our watch. We have not, that has not been reported to us. But when you then dig deep, when we do investigations, we will then understand that Induna or the chief of the area was aware of this act. Remember, Sakina, that if the marriage is to be completed, um, it is under customary uh, marriage, recognition of customary marriage. That's how they will practice it, uh, to have Ipoisa, uh, who is Induna, to kind of officiate. Now, um, the challenge that one will then find is that the families will then not want to come forward to um, to come forward and say this has happened. But knowing as the Commission for Gender Equality, if I may use one of the examples, we were having a, a, an engagement in Umzumkulu working with a local school. After in the afternoon when our session was finished, we were then driving from the school going to where we were accommodated. I think we took um, about an hour to leave the school. So when we left, as we were driving, we met one of the learners who were from one of the schools that we were visiting. We found she is wearing a uniform, but on top of the school uniform, she then has a, what is called epinefo, epinefo, which is a dress that is worn by Umakoti, a young Makoti, and then she already she also had itugu on the head. Then she was carrying um, a, 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 a 25 liter a container to carry water. We stopped the car and we we asked, "Why are you dressed like this?" She said, "I am spoken for. Lobola has been paid for me, and I am already living with my in-laws." So in the morning when I go to school, because they have allowed me to continue finish my, my schooling, I have to leave the house, uh, cover my uniform and wear my Makoti clothing. But because it is far, I take my bucket so that when I come back, I already carry water when I get home. Our investigation on that particular case, because we followed up, was was we found that she is uh, actually for and to be married to um, a groom who is also of a very young age. The girl we spoke to, she was 15, and we found that the the groom is about 16 years old. What is the legal status of these marriages where children are involved, Ms. Um, Nwane? Because I hear you say that, you know, this would be a customary marriage. But can it be recognized uh, given our uh, legal standing with regard to children and their inability to actually be married? All right. Um, Sakina, there's a lot of um, gaps in issues of marriages. Number one, if you look at the recognition of customary marriage, it has very specific guidelines. If the girl is of a young age and cannot consent, the family must then speak on her behalf. And even if the boy is also of a young age, but there's a clause that is never is never a, a complied with. It says, if they are of a young age, an application 
must be submitted to Department of Home Affairs. And Home Affairs will be the one that will then have to decide on this request of these youngsters marrying, uh, marrying each other. That is the clause that is never complied with. Just to fast forward, uh, uh, Sakina, a Department of Home Affairs also trying to uh, address these gaps and the Commission for Gender Equality is active on also the drive, is busy with the Marriages Act, which is going also to have an impact also on the uh, age of marriage. The proposed in the white paper on the Marriages Act is very clear. It says now 18 years because the loophole that is there in the customary marriages act that says if you are young they could still be a process that can be taken but an application must go to department of home affairs so the answers that we we, we will be given will be we have we are going to apply at department of home affairs but we have started with the initial um customary processes of a paying lobola of a giving gifts to this family and that family receiving gifts and already umakoti through that process in the traditional a uh, 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 setup can already be go and live with the family of the in-laws while then they are waiting for uh, the approval from department of home affairs but i want to tell you as uh, i and the listeners that there has not been a case uh, that we've found from the area of Umzimkul, where there was that application and also where that application, if there was, was ever approved mm. by Department of Home Affairs. We're out of time, but just uh, one word answer uh, just uh, with regard to the Umzimkulu area. Uh, did you find uh, that most of these marriages were uh, involving children were forced or not, Ms. Ngane? They were forced um Sakina, that will be my short answer. They yeah. were forced because our act does say that at a certain age, you cannot consent. Great. I think this is a conversation that we need to take further at a later stage. But thanks so much for your time. KZN's Provincial Head for Commission for Gender Equality, uh, Zanele Nguane. You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 Nationwide. Our podcasts are available for download on all our digital platforms. SAFM, leading the conversation.